Yeah, are you uh, playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Pokemon Go away. They told me not to be so arrogant on the intro when I have less subscribers than the map to the video. But funk that, let me be real for a minute. We've been here for years to do what we do cause we love it. We interview people from the game community. It doesn't matter if you're new or a huge celebrity. Not getting rid of Derek Provost so you can hate me because the thumbs down is seriously stupid currency. Shows are smart funny and makes you think. Kills off most of our viewers with just a wink. We're here for you. All Lord supporters, I'm like Bernie Sanders, send me your nickel diamond quarters. We love our guests, except the ones that say no. I make too many intros for the Obsolete Gamer Show. That's right, sit back, relax, it's the Obsolete Gamer Show. Look, people talk about legends, things like that. I, I'm, I'm happy to be talking about legend. And also to have one in our backyard. Because, I mean, in Florida, people always talk about gaming. Not having a lot of gaming here, it's, it's just great to have you be able to be here in Florida and be able to just come out and actually talk to you on a live shoot, especially for like our 100th interview. So thanks, Billy, for talking with us on Obsolete Gamer. 100th interview, who was the first one? Well, that's hard to <laughs> say first. Technically, I guess it would be Kerry Swidecki. So you guys weren't very professional, in other words, you couldn't call yourself a first interview? Well, because, see, Flying we, by the we seat of your pants? video, I guess you could say video. Yeah. Because we did audio ones, but we want to say 100th video interview. Yeah, on a scale. You, are you busting our balls already? On a scale of 1 to 100, this is 100. Yeah. Yeah. You busting we our balls? Are, are, you, are you playing the villain already? Because we can do that. I can do this with you. Because I if afraid. I don't, nobody else will. I, I just want to let you know, because I am scared. <laughs> I was a little nervous when we first met. I ain't nervous no more, okay, all right? Oh, okay. Ahead. Oh, that's too bad. I showed, him, I showed you I was human, and then yeah, that's yeah. no good. Okay. <laughs> no, but actually, I, I want to talk about that, because, you know, I, I looked at when you were on the 80s on CNN, and then now you're with us. How mm -hmm. do you feel about that? Because that's got to be weird, because this is like low rent compared to that. That was cool. Hey, we're pretty cool. Well, no, I think we're cool. But well, I don't on. know. Maybe I, maybe it's politically correct for me to say I used to be low rank like you are. Well, yeah, but that was everyone starts off low rank. <laughs> Everybody starts off at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's who's it's who stops climbing. It's not who's at the top. As long as you're climbing, you're getting closer to the top. That's true. It's yeah. those who stall, those who make excuses, those who feel comfortable. Those are the ones that should have a little shame. But what was that like? I mean, it looked really cool. That background was sweet with all the arcades and, yeah. and all that. It looked sweet. What was well, it like doing what's that? What's kind of neat is they come to town with an agenda. Right. And they think they have it figured out. And I can appreciate that. And I say, you sure you want to do that? Maybe you want to do this and this and this. It's a lot of fun to turn the agenda simply because you know the system well. Um, I've actually... You'll like this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ringtone. Nice. That's my buddy Pat, so Pat, I'm not answering for you. Oh. <laughs> but um, there's another ringtone you'll like. But it's kind of neat. I, I've enjoyed going to do shows, whether they're movies or internet shows, where they say, okay, here's your script, and I go over and I say, okay, I go, you want me to say this? And they go, oh, yeah, we're, and they'll give me a reason why I'll say, okay. And I'll read, I'll go, really, this? And they'll go, finally someone will say, well, why? What do you think? And I go, well, I can say this if you want. Or do you want me to say what Billy Mitchell would say? They go, oh, no, well, let's talk about what Billy Mitchell would say. And so it's fun to sit there and rewrite the whole script. And then in the end, they're ecstatic with it. 
Um, I'm sure one day I'll do it and they won't be happy with it, but that hasn't happened yet. But um, that's all. Cool. Well, good. Yeah, like, I can understand what you're saying because I could tell you the first time that I saw The King of Kong, I was like, man, Billy was such a jerk in that movie. And then I saw it the second time, and I was like, what if they made this movie to give it that angle? And that's when I... Because I wrote a review the first time, mm -hmm. and I was like so mad. And I'm like, man, I was such a jerk when I wrote the review. Oh, well, and then I, I went back and I, and I well, touched I, I, it up. I had a lot of fun with guys who wrote reviews because I would see the reviews. Remember now. And remember, I've never seen the movie. Yeah. But I don't see anything I'm in. I haven't seen the 80s. And I'm sure it was great. I mean, the people that did it were great. And uh, you see, this guy's relentless. He doesn't give <laughs> up. But um, I have a lot of fun with the guys who review it because I would write a thank you to their review. Yeah. And very often, I would get back an apology. Or I would get a re-review, just like you're talking about. And I, I used to have fun with that. I used to... In my own underhanded way, I'm I'm razzing the guy that does the review. Yeah. No, and I I got a I mean I got a lot of fun out of that. And after a while, I did it enough; it got boring. But uh, I used to get a lot of lot of negative emails. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Now it's nine out of ten positive. And um, that was the first. That was the biggest one I had ever been in up to that point. <laughs> and um, that was the biggest one I had ever been in up to that point. And uh, it was very eye-opening the way the public sees or reacts to things. And I thought, geez, some people believe anything they see. Yeah, pretty much. Anything. Yeah. And I, I did. I remember telling friends, I go, I know how politicians get elected now. Yeah. I know what, yeah. how movies influence things. Um, by the same token, again, I always say there's... 100% of the people that see it. Now there's 99 or even more percent that see it and in here they think it's funny or silly or stupid or intriguing or boring or exciting. Whatever they think, like this guy here. <laughs> and, uh, so, but on the fringe is the um, craziest people. Um, you know, I have gifts that get delivered, flowers, Marriage proposals. Oh. Uh, yeah. Vandalism on this side. Death threats. Yeah. We've had the FBI involved. And I think, man, how important is this? You know, to some people anyway. Yeah. And, um, but I, I normally when I have a conversation, because I've never had a negative encounter face to face. Yeah. I've had them, there's something about that keyboard warrior. If, mm -hmm. Yeah. At 3 a.m., when you got that guy that lives in his mother's basement who's 40 years old, and you give him one of these, boy, he's a tough guy. Oh, yeah. Um, but only there. Yeah. <laughs> and and I've, had, I've had a lot of fun with, with phone calls. Um, not as often, obviously, only once in a while. But I've had a lot of fun with phone calls. Some of them I've kept the recordings um, in this little database we have. But face-to-face, um, -face, I've never had a negative encounter. And uh, I promised myself that I would never, ever unappreciate it and I never have. I've never said no to a picture, no to an autograph, no to a handshake, no to a question, anything. I always, I do have appreciation for what I really do. Yeah. Where do you think that, that that comes from? Because a lot of people, they strive, they've always strived to be, you know, some kind of fame. Like, maybe they don't want to be on camera. Maybe they don't want to have 
all of it, but they want something. Either they want some notoriety, maybe they want some money, maybe they do want all the lights and cameras. Especially in gaming. So many gamers wanted some kind of access, especially back in the day. They said, oh man, I wish I had a path to make money. I wish I had a path to get some stardom. Now you finally have a way to do that with YouTube, with companies, with a way where you can actually get that. And yet, gamers tear each other down so much. You see it with like PewDiePie, or you see YouTube people, you see people that get any type of fame. You even see that with some of the legends, where you see them saying, oh, why did this person do this? Why did they do that? Why do you think gamers tear each other down when they're finally having these outlets where they can start to get fame, get money, get notoriety? Well, when I have honest interviews, which we'll see how honest I am here, when I have an honest interview, I always explain to the people interviewing. Speaking of my own world, let's say the classic gaming world, if you took the yeah. 50 best classic gamers, I mean, half of them are dysfunctional. I mean, extreme introverts, uh, people with bad hygiene. Um, there's one guy I'm thinking of. I, I saw this guy... And I, I thought the guy had been locked in a closet for like 30 years. Um, guys that have gone to jail for things I wouldn't want to mention. Um, guys that have been found dead. But on the other hand, I'll be meeting a friend that I haven't seen since the 80s next month. He's a scientist at the most Los Alamos nuclear power facility, or he was. Um, lawyers, uh, doctors. So they're, they're the smartest guys I ever met in my life but they seem to live, most of them, not all of them, on the extreme fringes of yeah. what you would call functional. Um, the guys who are not functional, who couldn't run an office if it meant their life, but they could research something better than anybody you ever met in your life. So they have different strengths. Um, but the truth of the matter is, there is a level of dysfunctionality when you're on such a level, or you think, or you compute on such a high level, um, and without lying, and I used to have trouble saying this word, and I don't anymore, there is just the most outrageous jealousy I've ever seen amongst gamers. Um, when I go to a venue, I'll be in Pittsburgh next weekend and to replay FX, the Kong-Off, and what's, that's the Donkey Kong World Championship, and what's neat is that whole circle of guys, it's funny, everybody gets along. I've mentioned that to Richie, who's the one who, who organized it, who did, who's done all the work. I said, you know, we don't have any bad blood here. And he goes, no, we don't. But so many places like you're talking about, we do. And I'll, not there, but the next one will be uh, the Hall of Fame in Otomo, Iowa. And yeah, I can think of some people that are there, and there's jealousy factors. But when I go to each venue, and I'm there, and I'm speaking, I purposely, in an effort to try to create a better world. I purposely think and find out the local players who are in the area and the ones that will be there, and I purposely, who would, they wouldn't get on stage, they, they, it would take an Uzi for them to be able to get on stage, but I'll purposely speak of them and have them pulled up front for notoriety because in some ways it gives them what they want, in other ways it gives them what they deserve, but in other ways it makes them realize or appreciate it, it's not easy to get to where you're going, as you say, and it's not easy to the point, even if you deserve it, are you willing to do the work to get there? I always, I say to people, they go, well, how come you, how come you're up there, or how come you do this, or how come everybody, 
I say to people, I say, I'm not that much different than any one of you. I simply stood up one more time, then I got knocked down. One more time, then you stood up. You know, I say to people, if you're doing something comfortable in life, if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not doing your potential. You know, I gave, uh, oh, if I can tell this story real quick. <laughs> this guy says he wants, he says, oh, you're from South Florida. I go, yeah. He goes, you speak Spanish? I go, yeah. I go, enough. He goes, yeah, I wanted to learn another language. but And I go, I go, yeah, how bad do you really want to learn it? I had these tapes. Without a doubt, you listen to them all, you got them. I says, take this, put it in your car. Every time you get in the car, put it in the car. Put it in the recorder. Well, imagine that. These were cassette tapes. How far back are we going? But anyways, yeah. cassette tapes. And I says, every week, put in the next one. And when you get in the car, don't listen to the radio, listen to the tape. I says, the next time I see you, I said, I'll talk to you in Spanish. He said, okay. I says, the only way you can fail is if you choose not to put it in the radio. And instead, you choose something else. And I go, otherwise, you can't fail. You can't listen to a 20-minute thing for seven days a week and not learn it. I'm sorry. Any knucklehead can do that. And uh, so I saw him after a year, and he gave me back the tapes. And uh, I go, how'd you do? He goes, I go, you chose to fail. And he goes, yeah, I guess I did. I go, it was uncomfortable to do that every time. And he goes, yeah. And I go, that doesn't mean what he did was wrong. He can't begrudge those people who choose to do it every time. Yeah. Anybody who's become a doctor or a lawyer, they chose not to go out every night like the other guys in college did. They chose yeah. a different pattern. Maybe it's not the one you or me or anybody would choose, but it's what they chose. So don't look down upon them for what they did. They probably did what we all want to do, it's just we don't all do it. So. Well, one thing that I wanted to mention was a lot of the time, um, especially with at least the way the King of Kong had portrayed it, not so much Man vs. Snake and some of the other ones, it's not so much that the people that play the same game that you try to get a record for are your enemies. They're, they're kind of like a rival, but it's kind of like in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't like about some of the movies. It's like they portray as this, oh, you know, it's David versus Goliath. Everybody likes the story of David versus Goliath. Right. Everybody knows it. Even if they don't know it, they know it. But um, one thing you were mentioning earlier that, that I agree, because it happens to me a lot when I play online competitive games, is one of the worst things you could do to somebody that's basically like calling you shit, calling you all these things, is basically be nice to them. Yeah, and I do that all the time. And that destroys them, especially when it's like, oh, well, if you're so good, well, play with me and, and get on Skype or get on this. And it's like, and then it's like, wait, you're a human being? It's like, right. yeah, too bad, you know, you couldn't see that the first time, but... Right. But I, I have fun with people when I do that. For example... First, I'll do exactly as you're saying, where they're like, I'll say, I'll say, um, a guy wrote a review about me, and I go, um, I go, oh, I know you, you're the guy that always talks bad about me. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I shake his hands <laughs> like this, and I go, and I go, what's a funny look? He goes, oh, nothing. I go, what? If you didn't talk bad about me, nobody would be talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, oh, uh, and then we start talking. Another guy was there, and I said, uh, I said, yeah, you're the guy that did the Mario article. I said, yeah, you're the one that said you want to jump my wife. 
And he just looks yeah, at me, I go, well, I don't blame you. I want the same thing, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's just human, and it's human nature. And in some ways, it's their job to color, make things colorful. Yeah. But, um, but then I, I do, I have fun with people. I say to somebody, I go, I go, do you really think that I answer the phone at home? World Record Headquarters. <laughs> I, go, I, go, I, go, I don't even have a home phone. <laughs> and they go, oh, no, I, I didn't think that. I, um, uh, and I go, oh, okay. Well, and um, I say to them, I go, um, I go, oh, that record that you saw that guy do in the movie? Yeah. I go, that wasn't a record. I go, that wasn't even a million points. They go, no, that was the record. I go, he goes, I go, he did the record in his garage. He sent the tape in. He sent the tape in? And I go, yeah, he did. We call it a garage score. And he goes, I thought yours was a tape. And I go, that was a different tape. Yeah. I go, the score I did, I did at a convention. It was a live score. They go, no, no, no. I saw, and I go, I know what you saw. Yeah, you I saw go, a movie, yeah, but there's reality, and then there's a movie. And movie. I say, and I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. The other thing I say is I go, they go, well, I go, the other guy had blonde hair and blue eyes. I said, did you ever see a, somebody play a bad guy with blonde hair and blue eyes? I mean, it doesn't work. <laughs> I says, he was friends with a producer, uh, two producers, director, and they had, you know, ties back to childhood. And he goes, oh, and I go, well, they did a good job making a movie, don't you think? And he goes, well, yeah. And I go, okay, we'll have fun with that. That's what I do. But I mean, no, that's the truth. And I won't lie to you, when it first came out, I'm like, you know, the different aspects that alter the timeline, it was annoying. But here's yeah. another one. When he got his high score, when he turned in his record score, his garage score, yeah. he didn't beat my score. There's another guy ahead of me. They didn't even mention him in the movie. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, his name was Tim, Tim Serby. Nice oh, guy. Yeah. He just. Oh well, but you know. Well, yeah. That, that, that's to? another thing. When I was researching, uh, writing a review for it, so I went to Wikipedia, went to all these sources, and it's like, oh, well, the records of the movie were surpassed by this other person that later was surpassed by this other person by now, and it, you know, the movie had just come out, mm -hmm. but the movie was filmed what a year or two before. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, that made the whole movie pointless. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed the movie, but it was like, oh, okay, it was all for nothing. Right. Or like, I, the, you know, the, the drama of the movie was just pointless at that point. Um, the filming began in a couple years earlier, as you say. Well, the very first time I met the, what we'll call the other guy, well, I mean, I invited him to the Classic Gaming Expo in San Jose, and I met with him, and... Um, I was on stage and I'm talking and I unveiled a poster that like I commissioned in his honor for his skill, his contribution to the game and sportsmanship and I talked about him then I called him up on stage so then he's standing up on stage and we're there talking and then he had a lot of nice things to say about himself and me and everybody there and then everybody waved and we all went well that night I went and I played and I got a kill screen and he played, not that night, but later in the convention, he got a kill screen too. Well, his kills, mine was here and his was here. No big deal. It really wasn't. But had they put that in the movie, 
there would have been no movie. That would have debunked the whole movie. That was the first time I met him. So this idea that I was so... Scheming. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't even want to meet the guy. Uh, no, I met him. Oh, well. I'll meet him again. But are we best buddies? No, he's another game player. Yeah. You know? <gasps> you don't like him, do you? And I go, no, I don't. you got to make another movie. But I, I I'll have a lot of fun with it. I think a yeah. lot of gamers, I think they get confused because even back in the day, you have a difference between competition and then what you see on the internet. Like, when you went to arcade, you could slap your quarter up and play against someone and you could talk trash, but there's a difference face-to-face -face than what you see online. It gets crazy with what you see. I mean, like, you had swatting not so long ago when you send SWAT teams to someone's house and crazy things and the things people say about each other. Um, you know, people think that that's how you compete. And if you dare say it's too much, then you're a whiner or you're, you're trying to be too PC. It's crazy. There's competition, and then it's what you see. And, and you know, you're not a whiner if you're telling people you're going too far. Yeah. You're right. There's competition. There's also um, the notoriety competition, too. And yeah. some guys think, like, the nastier you are, you'll get more notoriety. Yeah, you will. Negative attention is still attention for some mm -hmm. people. And uh, then you're right. If you complain about it, then you'll get attacked in a whole other manner. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had people, like, just throughout your tenure of, like, the going, having documentaries and everything else, have you ever had people come to you at advice saying, hey, how should I conduct myself if people come to me like if I get a high score or someone asks me to do a, a film or anything or be on TV because I'm sure that maybe someone maybe don't know how to conduct themselves because maybe like you said people aren't used to it mm -hmm. you know um, people said that you know when you have your first time in the spotlight that's your 15 seconds right. but it could turn into more has that ever happened where someone asked for advice? Hmm, that's a really good question it's a really good question because of the time that you asked it. Not only did that happen, but it happened from a guy who flew here to see me. And when he flew here to see me, he asked me about it over dinner. And I'm going to be seeing him next week. Ah, nice. Um, there's a guy named Wes Copeland. How you doing, Wes? And Wes said to me, Wes played what you would consider, um, I'm careful here, not the perfect score played a perfect game at Donkey Kong. He did everything he wanted oh, wow. to do. He didn't make any mistakes, and he didn't die. Wow. So he did an incredible game. And at that game, and even before, as his games were getting better, um, there were people talking trash about him. People saying that he or his game, something wasn't right, his score wasn't right. He did it. He live-streamed it. All of us have seen him play. We know his skill level. Um, but there's people that don't want to see other people get that positive exposure. So they'll try to tear it down. Yeah. And he asked me, he said to me, he says, you know, he says, you've dealt with this for years. And he says, and you roll with it. Like, he says, like, it's not even there. And it just, you know, brushes off here. Figuratively speaking, he said that. And he said, what do you think? And I, so I gave him my advice. I told him my thoughts as things happened. And I told him the easier things and the rougher things. And... I gave him my honest opinion, and it's it's actually, I don't want to say it's fun, but it's fun. Sorry, Wes. It's fun to watch somebody 
go through and learn something and and learn it well like he like he has that you've learned already it's kind of like you know teaching a, a younger brother or something and I get a kick out of it because we're gonna go to the Kong off five in Philadelphia there's him and another guy named Robbie that are just right here I mean everybody else is here and they're right here and it's gonna be fun to watch them because it'll be utterly shocking if somebody does better than them. They've just put in too much time. I mean, they've told me at times they're playing 40 and 50 hours a week. 40 and 50 hours a week? That's... <laughs> I don't know if I sleep that much. But anyway, um, and the person who puts the time in is the one that's going to win. And the fact of the matter is, I just... I think it's so awesome that I'm seeing him go through and deal with exactly what I did. But by the same token... Um, I think both Robbie and Wes are going through that. But by the same token, I think both of them are looking at the situation and they're saying, for the most part, I don't really want to play anymore. I don't want to compete anymore. They want to go to the events, the camaraderie, the friendships, everything we do together, which is, which is a lot of fun. But they don't want to sit there and devote that much time to that, to try to get, oh, I got two more thousand. Oh, I got one more. I, I mean... Robbie beat Wes's score when he beat it by 200 points. 200 points on one point, just about 1.2 million. All that time to beat it by 200 points. So what happens is, yay! By the, as I say, by the time the, his name was written in the world record book, before the ink was dry, Wes beat his score. So, so they've expressed to me, do you really want to devote that much time or do you have other things in life you want to pursue? Which, of course, you do. And, um, and we laugh at different guys, guys that have gotten to a certain point. Now they have kids. Again, they're not going to compete on that level because they can't put the time in. But they're still going to go to the events. They're still going to have fun. They'll still compete at the events. They could, with a little luck, they could still be on top if somebody else has bad luck. But they're not going to be vicious on the score like they were. So... Yeah, and also another aspect to, to gaming that uh, some people don't really think about it that much until they get maybe some life experiences. Let's say they put in all this dedication and it's like, hey, in the end I end up being number three in the world. Right. Well, if they would have spent that extra time that they spent trying to fight for number three, maybe playing a different game, yeah. they could have been number one. Or, or they might have cured cancer. That too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. You're you're a hundred percent right. And I always tell people when we all get together and we all sit down, meaning that circle of players, just to even be there, just to be able to compete, you have to be a champion. I mean, who's kidding who? In the gaming world, it's a little different than in the sports world, and I don't like it. And what I mean is, if so, Tiger Woods went out and he won whatever championship. Well, the next year he came in fourth. And the next year third. He's still a champion. Yeah. No one would say he isn't, but in the gaming world, we'll get up there and we'll say, "Oh yeah, that guy over there. Yeah, he's the, uh, uh, yeah, he's a he's, he's a berserk champion." Oh no, he's not. Somebody beat his score. Oh yeah, that guy's no good. Throw him out of the arcade. You know, we're a lot harsh. <laughs> we're a lot harsher than other, you know, than other pastimes are. Definitely. Even though it would be, hey, do you want to play for money against this guy? Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so that guy is a champion then, huh? Right. And when you get to that high a level. Um, Wes, for example, I keep picking on Wes, sorry Wes, 
if I understand correctly, Wes went to Fun Spot and spent the weekend, and just whatever wasn't working right, he couldn't really get much over four hundred thousand. Um, and then the next day he'll, you know, play a game and he'll get over a million easy. That's exactly <laughs> the way it happens. So well, that does happen. Yeah, where so it's like you have a bad day and yeah, that's it. So exactly what'll happen at Kong All Five when I'm there with Richie Knuckles um, and all these guys? Who knows? Any one of them could could shine. So I know you're pressed for time, but I have one question. I want you to put on your villain hat for this one. So I know you don't play modern games, but one of the things that has got me upset is that I've seen the, the changing in games over time. I mean, you know, I've played old games, how hard it is talking about how you put a quarter in, the games are there made to take your quarters. You have to be brutal to beat these games, right? You have newer mm -hmm. games. Who told you that? I saw you say that. It was you. And these games were hard. You put it in, you had to be good. Like I was playing Renegade. I did a Let's Play on it, and it was kicking my butt, all right? But then you have newer games, it's a little more, you know, forgiven, and you have really modern games, but fine. But now you have games where they have a surrender button, where you can actually quit if the game's too hard. And it's like, come on. I understand having games where it continues and a lot of, you know, extra chances to play. That's one thing. But, I mean, maybe you don't know about some of these games like League of Legends where you can actually hit surrender if you, your butt's getting kicked too bad, but... Just what do you think of that idea? That if the game's too hard, you can actually quit because the game's too long, it's too hard, and I want to quit. I want to run away. Well, instead of playing the game, you should probably be a spectator. I mean, surrender. Yeah. A surrender button. Yeah. And you vote. And and guess what? Yeah. If the if the team doesn't vote the way you like, people will just AFK, just walk away from the keyboard because yeah, you know they don't like. I it. mean. Surrender. I think if I if somebody gave me one of those games, I'd change the button instead of surrender. It would say like bathroom break. <laughs> yeah. I mean anything other than surrender. That's. Whew. Yeah. Seriously. No. No. You're right. I I absolutely don't like that. I wouldn't like that. And I'm the first one to say that the success that you have, that we have, we all have. Every single person has success. They have success because of failure. So I often tell people, I'll see somebody play a game. I saw a guy play pole position. I actually saw a guy play pole position and get 66,000 with his feet. Wow. So, imagine how good he was with his hands. Yeah. But I said, yeah, he did that. And the reason why he was able to achieve that is because he failed at it 100 times. If it wasn't for failing 100 times in that learning curve, he would not have succeeded that one time. And everybody hears about the one time. Nobody watches you fail 100 times. Um, most of us try to fail in private. So the fact of the matter is, uh, uh, surrender button? Hmm. <laughs> no, that's a rough one. Yeah, could you imagine that? Like in Donkey Kong, you just, you know, I'm tired, and you just hit surrender. Yeah. Or Pac-Man, <laughs> you just surrender. I mean, yeah. What have we become? You're right. Uh, man, <laughs> how far has the world come? <laughs> you got a last one? Well, uh, I, was, I was just thinking, uh, in World War II, the Russians, their surrender button was, Hey, you're surrendering? I'm going to shoot you myself. Yeah, right? <laughs> you're right. I don't want to say that, though. Politically correct, they might lock me out of the convention. Oh, I mentioned Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. um, well, to make it even worse than that, what do you think about these games that, I guess, are modern games like Farm Bell and things like that, that people technically call them games? Hey, I play this. Okay, you just spent fifty dollars and you got a cow. Yeah, are you um, playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
Pokemon go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about those games that people consider them to be games, and then people have conversations with other people that play that, and they're like, yeah, I'm a gamer. Yeah. Well, see, they started off as hardcore games, arcade games. Their job was to take your money in less than a minute, and they did. And then it evolved to games where you played, and when you died, oh, I put another quarter. Why that put another quarter? I see the guy at the end of the day. I go, how'd you do? I got the high score. He said, what'd it cost you? Well, it cost me nineteen dollars. You know, so that was the humor. Um, but then it evolved to games you play at home. It seems like you don't die. You just sort of continue. It's like a movie. Yeah. Gee, I kept playing the game. You sure? Or you kept playing through the movie? It's like it was entertainment. But now it's evolved to a ridiculous point where I'm tired. I'll surrender button or as you I'll say, buy the is it, yeah, I'll buy, or is it really a game, or is it, you're buying a cow, as you say. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's next. I suppose now you'll buy a game, and you'll just put it in, and you get to watch somebody else play. Yeah. I mean, that's like... Or you stick your thing. credit card in, <laughs> and it, as long as your credit card has funds on it, you will win. Yeah. yeah, well, that happens right now with me, but it happens with my daughter, not with a game. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's happy. Yeah. She's like, she's dad's great, as long as the credit... <laughs> But I will tell you this, there's a guy, local guy, and uh, I'll embarrass him here. Were you guys from Miami? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Miami. Game time? You know, the big game oh, time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he's got places all around. His name's Mike Abacassas. So he himself has a little obsession. Uh, he's, he's a really neat guy, actually. He has an obsession. He has, like, 300 different kinds of cufflinks. So oh. he's always dressed nice and, you know, proper. And so he saw, he saw a set of cufflinks. Instead of buying them for him, he bought them for me. Because they were Donkey Kong cufflinks. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> that is so, cool. Yeah, he, uh, he called me up and he goes, Hey, you busy? And I go, no. And I thought, something going on? And he says, yeah, I got something I want to give you. And I go, okay. And I'm driving to meet him. I go, is it certified? Is it a summons? I go, I don't think I did anything wrong. Not lately. And um, just humor, because he's he, he is he's a good guy. And uh, then when I see him, yeah, he shocked me with those. Those are ones I don't have. I do have Pac-Man, but I've never seen Donkey Kong until he gave them to me. So thanks, Mike. Well, we definitely want to be able to talk to you about more. Uh, but thank you very much for giving us the time. It, it was really awesome to talk with you.